You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Michael C. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. This is by far going to be my most important episode to date. What I want to talk to you about today is what the future holds for the Keys and Anklets podcast. And just to kind of give you a little bit of backstory, when I started all this, when I originally had the idea to do all this, I had no idea where it would go. I had no idea where it would take me. I had no idea how people would respond to it. So I was pretty much just flying by the seat of my pants. And I have to say that the response has been overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive. I've actually been blown away by how people have been responding to it, you know, how much people are saying that they've learned from it. Obviously, these were all ideas that I had in my head and that I hoped would happen, but to see it actually happen has been a, a very positive experience. And it's put me in a position where where I have to make a decision, where I have to ask myself some questions. And those questions are, you know, can I do more? You know, how can I make the show better? What can I do to elevate this lifestyle even more? And let me just say, for the purpose of this episode, when I say lifestyle, I'm referring to both lifestyles. I'm referring to hot wifing, I'm referring to cuckolding, and everything that encompasses that, including the BBC lifestyle. Just for simplicity's sake, I'm just going to say lifestyle, but understand that when I say lifestyle, that is what I mean. Now, when I initially conceived the idea, I just had a lot of information in my head. As you all know, I've been doing this for more than 17 years, and in that time, I've watched a lot, I've seen a lot, I've experienced a lot. And I knew that I had a lot of information. You know, I would talk to people all the time, whether at my parties or online, and I knew that I was able to help people. And I just wanted to be able to do something that would allow me to help a larger number of people without stretching myself to the limits. And then that's when the idea of doing a podcast was born. So the way that I look at it is this lifestyle has been very good to me. I've, I've met a lot of great people. You know, the people who I hold dear to me in my life, I've met through this lifestyle. So this is my way of paying it forward, of helping other people and helping them achieve success and and find some level of happiness in this lifestyle the same way that I have. And the main thing that I hope people take away whenever they listen to any of my episodes is the fact that my passion and enthusiasm for this lifestyle shines through. Like whether people learn anything or not from what I'm talking about, 
I just hope that when they listen to me, that they are able to feel that this is something that I genuinely care about. And I genuinely want to see people get better and learn from the mistakes that I've made and from the mistakes that I've seen other people make. You know, hopefully save them some of the the anguish and frustrations that I had to deal with when trying to figure, you know, this stuff out on my own. Because let's be honest, there, there's no manual to this at all. So we're all pretty much just fumbling around in the dark, you know, trying to find our way. And all I'm really trying to do is to at least have a candle, you know, in that dark room so that people are able to go somewhere and get some realistic advice and realistic guidance and realistic perspective to better, you know, to better navigate these waters. Now, uh, one thing I have to be honest about, doing this show is a huge investment of my time. Uh, when you think about everything that goes into an episode, from developing the idea to, you know, writing the outline for it, to uh, finding the people to interview, if I'm going to do an interview, the pre-interview process, actually recording the episode, then you have to edit the episode, and then you have to actually get out there and promote the episode. So there's a lot of stuff involved in what you get as the finished product. And typical day for me is I get up in the morning, I do some kind of work relating to the, you know, to the podcast. I go to work, I'm thinking about the podcast all day, and then when I get off of work, I come home and I'm right back to working on the podcast, you know, doing something that's related to it. And this is my routine uh, pretty much every day. And this has easily gotten to the point where, you know, I'm spending more time working on the podcast than I am in my regular job. And I love doing the podcast. It never actually feels like work, but at the end of the day, it is work. And I only have but so many hours of the day, and I still like to have some semblance of a personal life, whether it's spending time with my family, you know, I still host my parties, you know, putting those together. So I'm really starting to feel it as far as the time restrictions that are, that are being placed on me and how much content, you know, I can actually produce. And what makes it even more daunting is there are so many different things that I want to do in terms of elevating this lifestyle. Like what you see with the podcast is only the tip of the iceberg. You know, it's the initial step towards me achieving, you know, my ultimate goal, which is to make this lifestyle, you know, easier to understand, to make it more acceptable, to make it more mainstream in the sense that people see it as a viable option. You know, people aren't, you know, to get to the point where people at least have a general understanding of it and don't look at the people who are participating in it like they're from another planet. You know, just trying to bring some common sense to it. So as I said, there are a number of different things that I want to do that are going to spin off from the podcast, that the podcast is going to put me 
in a position to do. And just to kind of give you an idea of what some of those things are, um, there are two different types of websites that I wish to develop, and they both pertain to different segments of the lifestyle. Uh, the first one is, in all my years of doing this, one of the common complaints that I hear from couples is that it's really hard to find bulls who actually understand the lifestyle. Like I always say, and, and anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I say this quite a bit, there's a big difference between a real bull and a guy that just wants to fuck your wife. And usually if there are any kind of problems as far as people overstepping their bounds, guys not staying in their lanes, what have you, those usually come from the guys who are not the real and experienced bulls. So one of the things that I wanted to do to address this was to develop a, a, a private website. And when I say private, it would be extremely private where women and couples can share information about their bulls. You know, like bulls would be welcome to join the site, but the only way that they would be able to get on the site would be to be referred by a couple or a woman. This way, we have somebody who is actually vouching for them as far as, hey, yeah, this is a good guy. He understands the lifestyle. <clears throat> you know, he treated my husband well. He respected our boundaries, so on and so forth. And what I would like to do to maintain that level of consistency, even for the bulls that I know personally, guys that are friends of mine, they're going to have to go through the same process. Because my thing is, if you're a bull and you claim to be experienced, then getting a couple to vouch for you or to speak up for you should not be a problem. If you tell me that you're experienced, yet there's no one either A, willing to speak up for you, or you always have a story as to why that couple is no longer around, then I'm going to look at you kind of sideways. Like, and that's just me being honest. Like, you, you should be able to have at least one couple who is willing to say, yeah, he's a good guy. You know, he treated us well, he performed up to standard, and it was an overall good experience. So that is one of the sites that I want to have is having this network set up where you have couples that are referring their bulls and it would grow that way. You know, initially it would be rolled out in, you know, major cities across this country, you know, your New York, your Philly, Chicago, Miami, Dallas, Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, you know, Detroit, what have you. And it would be geared mainly towards people who travel in the beginning. Because obviously if someone's traveling somewhere and they're going to be somewhere for a certain period of time, sometimes they want to squeeze in some fun. And it would be nice to be able to have fun without going on a swinger site and trying to find somebody who understands the lifestyle. And like, it can be a lot of work involved when all of this is really supposed to be fun. So, you know, hopefully having a site like that will, will make it easier for people to, to find exactly what they're looking for. The thing about having this type of site is that when people go out of town, it's just easier for them. And then, 
as the site grows, then you have, you'll have local people who will start to use the site and it will kind of fill up that way to eventually being in more parts of the country, being more accessible to people who maybe aren't in those major metropolitan areas because I understand the challenges that they face. So hopefully, you know, this would be something that would address that. The other type of website that I would like to have is geared towards the cuckold side. And as I go through this show and as I try to enact the different things that I want to enact, one of the things that we want to do is to make this lifestyle seem like more of a viable option to single women, to have women actually see the benefits of being in a cuckold dynamic. And one of the challenges that they face once a woman gets to that point is being able to find guys that truly want this type of relationship. And I know that there are many people out there who think that, oh, there are tons of guys that want to be cucks. A woman who's looking for a cuck relationship will have an easy time finding somebody. It's not like that at all. To be honest, most of the guys who you see online, they talk about it a lot. They fantasize about it a lot. But they're not really at the point where they're ready to pursue it as a real relationship. They're still in the fantasy stage of it. And... For a woman, that can be frustrating, dealing with these kinds of men. And being that women who want to be a part of this lifestyle are, are in such short supply, we need to make sure that the women who want to be a part of it are not getting frustrated and turned off by the mere process of trying to find a cuckold partner. So one of the sites that I want to do is to have a site where these women can go and be introduced to guys who have already been vetted to a certain degree, where we basically eliminate a large portion of the vetting process. I mean, obviously they have to get to know the person, but as far as the basic stuff, you know, like a face-to-face -face interview to find out, hey, how serious is this guy? You know, how realistic is this guy? How down-to-earth is this guy? In other words, is this person actually looking for someone to share this lifestyle with or are they just looking for jerk off material and there are a number of different ways we can go about achieving that but that's what the goal is is to basically you know have a place where the guys who are truly serious can be seen by the women who are truly serious and obviously it comes down to personal chemistry but if we can kind of knock out a few of those beginning things to just kind of get to those guys, then that'll be better for everyone because it also benefits the guys who want to be cucks because if you're serious, it can be frustrating trying to separate yourself from being perceived like all the other guys who are not serious. Like I feel like the guys who are truly serious, they want to be seen as different. You know, they don't want to be cast into that same pool as the guys who are just looking for jerk-off material. And so I think that for, for that select group of guys, the guys who are serious, a site like this would appeal to them. You know, uh, meeting with guys to see, you know, are you even in a position to be appealing as a mate? You know, just because a woman is looking for a cuckold doesn't mean that she lowers her standards. 
you know, in other words, if if a guy is not even appealing to women in a vanilla sense, what makes you think a woman looking for a cuckold is going to find you attractive? You know, in other words, if you're not able to, excuse me, if you're not able to support yourself, if you're living in your mother's basement, if you're not in decent shape, you know, if you don't take care of yourself physically, what makes you think a woman is going to find you appealing in the cuckold lifestyle if no one finds you appealing in the vanilla lifestyle? You know, so there are a lot of guys out there who are a bit delusional about that aspect of it, and they need to, to correct that because there are things that you can do. Like everything that I've mentioned in each of those areas is something that someone can correct if they have the drive to do so. You know, so that's another site that, that I would like to do is to make it easier for women who want to pursue a relationship in this lifestyle to find guys who are truly serious about it. A, another thing that I would like to do is to, as far as addressing the, the, the lack of bulls is, a, and let me start with a little bit of backstory about me. When I got started in this lifestyle, I was very fortunate in the sense that I met an older black guy who mentored me. He took me under his wing. He helped me understand this lifestyle. He helped me understand how the dynamic works. You know, he, he basically gave me a manual on how to approach things and how to look at things. And I cannot imagine where I would be had I not met that gentleman. And so what I want to do is to find some way again to pay it forward and uh, I came up with the idea that I would like to do on a regular basis, like some type of bull retreat. That's what I like to call it, where myself and another experienced bull, you know, we take a handful of guys, you know, five, six guys away for a weekend, you know, rent a house somewhere, you know, um, you know, something to that effect. And for a whole weekend, we would just talk, you know, talk about, you know, talk to these guys about the lifestyle you know, answer their questions, you know, maybe, you know, invite a couple out, set up some demos, like, hey, this is how you approach people, this is how you talk to people, almost like a bull boot camp, so that we're putting guys out there who not only understand the lifestyle better, but they respect it, you know, like, you, you can't be an effective bull if you have selfish motivations, because, the first rule about it is it's not about you. It's about the couple. You know, this is not about you. Now, when you make it about the couple, it definitely benefits you as well, but that has to be first and foremost. And some guys don't understand that. You know, let's be honest. It's really easy for a guy to call himself a bull because there is no kind of, you know, certification class that anyone has to go through or anything like that. So anybody can call themselves a bull. And it's usually the couples who wind up paying the price for that because they think that they're getting involved with somebody experienced when they're really not. So when you combine the type of men that would be coming through the bull retreat, when you combine that with the website where the couples are referring their bulls, now what you're going to start to see is an influx of guys who truly understand the lifestyle. And that's only going to grow and grow and grow over time. Now, another thing uh, that I have on my list of things that I would like to do 
we all know that the the cuckold porn that is out there is is pretty lame. It's really bad. Bad in the sense of if a man wanted to give his wife an idea of what cuckolding was, the last thing he would want to do is show her a cuckolding video because it is not going to appeal to her at all. Like, like we all know that a real cuckolding relationship, a real hot wifing relationship is a loving relationship. But when you watch these videos, you don't even get the impression that this woman loves this guy. You know, it's like, well, what is he doing there other than being humiliated? And even though humiliation may be a part of it, there's so much more to a real dynamic. And what I would like to do is to put something together to where we're able to produce a higher quality, more accurate depiction of what the cuckold lifestyle is about. You know, even if I'm only able to do one video, just to have something out there that is done in a tasteful way, an erotic way, still sexy, still fun, still able to turn you on. If a guy wants to jerk off to it, he can still do that. But it's done in a way that shows accurately what this lifestyle is about. And I've already taken some steps towards making that happen. Like I have certain people in place so that when I'm ready to cross that bridge, I have people in place to, you know, to make that an easier transition for me. I already know a director who's experienced in the adult industry, who's willing to help me and answer any questions that I have and be a part of the project. I know a screenwriter who can help me as far as fleshing out a script and understanding how scenes are set up and, and so on and so forth. So I have people in place who can help me make this a reality. It's not just a pipe dream. You know, anytime I find somebody who, who can get me closer to one of my goals, I always make sure to kind of keep them, keep them close by because I know that I'm going to need them, you know, at, 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 at some point. Now, the other thing that I would like to do to make this lifestyle more accessible to people is I would like to have some type of, of, of webinar, something where I can have a more interactive experience with people than I'm able to achieve in a podcast episode. Because pretty much with a podcast episode, you listen to it, but you're not really able to ask me any questions, you know, and there might be a particular question that you may have on your mind at that particular time. And so what I would like to do is to have these webinars, you know, even if it's just once a month where I'm addressing different topics and people would sign up and that way in a, you know, in the comfort and privacy of their own home, they're able to sit and listen to what I'm talking about. And I would have guests on there who would also, you know, be helping. And then at the end, they would be able to ask their questions and get answers to their questions. And so the common thread that you can see that runs through all of these different things that I want to do, and again, those are just some of the ideas that I have. There are a lot more, but everything is about making this lifestyle more accessible, whether it's helping people get access to more experienced people or helping people get more, you know, access to more information. Everything has the same goal in mind, which is making it easier to get involved with this. 
so like I said, the podcast is just the tip of the iceberg of, of what I want to do. Now, here comes a part where this is literally the most important part of this episode. I understand that given my current situation, I'm not going to be able to do everything that I want to do. Number one, it takes a tremendous amount of time. Number two, it takes a tremendous amount of capital to, to do all of these different things. So with that in mind, what I've gone ahead and done is I've set up a Patreon page for myself. Now, <clears throat> for those of you who are not familiar with Patreon, I'm going to go ahead and play a little clip. It's a little less than two minutes long, and it'll just it'll give you some information on exactly what Patreon is. And after I play that, you listen to it, and then I'll come back and I'll continue talking about what I'm talking about. But at least this will give you an idea of what Patreon is all about. Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons, mostly aristocrats who paid them to create so they could enjoy their works and brag to their friends about how cool they are for supporting creators. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, but better. Creators of every kind, podcasters, YouTubers, musicians, writers, allow their fans to become patrons or members. Patrons set a monthly subscription style payment for the level of membership they want. Like for five bucks a month, you get early access to content. 10 bucks a month, extra videos. 20 bucks a month, behind the scenes stuff. You name it. This provides creators with a sustainable income while retaining full creative control. And it allows fans to connect with them on a whole new level. We have the flexibility to create without having to necessarily worry about how that's gonna impact us financially. And that level of freedom is, I can't tell you how important that level of freedom is. Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. They're doing what they love and they're being paid to do it by the people who love their work most. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. It could help you do the best work of your life. Okay, now if you've listened to it, you should have a better idea of, of what Patreon is and understand what I'm looking to accomplish by having that. Now, the one thing about Patreon is that basically it just allows the people who enjoy the show and who want to see the show continue, it just allows them to be, you know, a part of it by becoming a, a supporter of the show. And again, we're not talking about a large sum of, of, of money here. It's, you know, there are different tier levels, $1, $5, $10, and $20. And each tier level gives you an increased level of access to the show, uh, whether it's early access to episodes or exclusive access to different types of content behind the scenes, being able to have input into, you know, being able to have input into what goes into an episode, what I talk about. 
So there are a number of different perks uh, that are available. And, you know, the main thing that I want people to know is even if you choose not to support the show, you'll still be able to listen to it. Like, it's never going to get to the point where the only way you can access my episodes is by becoming a supporter. Those episodes will always be available. But what I will do is, for the people who choose to support the show, I will go that extra mile as, a, as far as giving them exclusive content, you know, giving them the best of what I have, just to show my appreciation for them supporting what I do and believing in the vision that I have for this show and wanting to see me be successful. Because let's be honest, you know, a dollar here, five dollars here from a person, you know, to them, it might not be a big deal. And looking at that individually, you know, that might not get me closer to my goal. But when you combine that with the number of people that could support, then that will be able to provide me with a sustainable income so that I will be able to focus full time on the show because that is my ultimate goal. Like, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want to do. You know, I want to provide more content. I want to do more episodes. You know, I want to travel and, you know, meet people face to face. I want to do interviews face to face. But in order for me to do all of those things, I have to be able to support myself and my family as well as the money to enact all of the different things that I want to do. So with that understanding, I feel like people are going to fall into one of several categories with regards to this. You're going to have, obviously, those people who want to support and who have the means to support. So that's, that's the easy group. Um, then secondly, you have the people who they want to support, but maybe they don't have the means to do so. And I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm not here to make light of anyone's situation. I come from very humble means. So I fully understand the difference that a few dollars a month can make in someone's life. You know, I know that there may be some people who might not be able to relate to that. But if you're out there and you are in that type of situation, I know firsthand what that feels like. And all I would say to that is, you know, if you're in that group is to continue enjoying the show. And I hope that your situation improves because I know that it's no fun to live like that. I've walked in those shoes, I understand, and you have far more important things to worry about than supporting my show. So if you're able to listen to the show and it provides you with some level of, of entertainment or a distraction, an escape, so to speak, then, you know, by all means, I get it. Um, the other group of people that you have are people who, who want to subscribe, who want to support the show, but... Maybe they're married or involved with a partner who does not know about their interest in this lifestyle. So their fear is having something show up on their credit card or bank statement that would expose them, basically. And I completely get it. I completely understand that, that way of thinking. 
um, all I would say is that uh, one thing about Patreon is there are a number of, you know, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who use Patreon, and only a very small percentage of them would do anything that's that others would see as adult related, whether it's podcast or erotic fiction or what have you. Most of the people on Patreon are artists, writers, musicians. You know, you have people doing political podcasts, sports podcasts, Harry Potter podcasts, you know, people who write, you know, fiction and political thrillers and people who are making music. Like there are a number of different creators on Patreon. And when you support someone, the only thing that shows up on your statement is that you are a Patreon supporter. It doesn't say what type of shows you are supporting. So it would be very easy to say support multiple shows. You might find like whatever your interests are, you can find something on Patreon that talks to that interest, whether you're into cars, sports, movies, politics, what have you. There's something on Patreon that you would enjoy listening to or you would enjoy supporting. And a lot of these channels and a lot of these creators, you know, they have tier levels as low as a dollar. So you figure if you support my show and someone else's show, then maybe your monthly total is $11. So when that statement comes in, all your statement would say is Patreon, uh, you know, $11. So that if your significant other should happen to ask you, hey, what is this Patreon thing? You would simply say, oh, it's a political podcast that I listen to and I wanted to support. Or it's a sports podcast or it's a musician who makes music that I like or, or whatever it is that floats your boat. You would be able to find it on there. And so that way you wouldn't have to worry about being found out in that way. So I just wanted to address that for those people that that had that particular concern. And lastly... You have the group of people who, you know, they like the show, but for whatever reason, they don't feel like they want to support it, you know, and that's fine. You know, I'm not I'm not here to to try to convince people to support the show. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have to talk you into it. Either you listen to it and you gravitate towards what I'm trying to do and you like what I'm trying to do. And you want to see me continue doing what I do. And that's all I can ask for. That's all I can ask for is that the people who my show resonates with, as far as this whole supporting and becoming a patron thing, that's who I'm talking to. You know, the people who, you know, who don't want to support it, like I said, I get it. I totally understand. No hard feelings. But I'm not going to direct any energy towards you. I'm going to direct my energy and my time and effort towards the people who want to support it. Because those are the people who showing me that they care. Because when I talk about these things, when I put all this time, effort and energy into these episodes, I'm doing it because I care. I care about this lifestyle. And so I want to deal with like-minded people. You know, so even if it's just a small number of people, I would be much happier doing this knowing that they not only appreciate what I'm doing, but they respect what I'm doing. And that's extremely important to me. Very, very important to me. Now, 
Um, like I said, the people who do become supporters, there will be certain perks that 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 will be available to them. Like I said, whether it's input on topics, early access to episodes, you know, I'll let them submit questions that I ask during interviews. You know, there is uh, one particular series that I'm very excited about doing, and this will be something that I, I will have exclusively for the people who are patrons. Like, I want to be able to do something that's special that is just for them as my way of saying thank you. And what that is, is there is a special interview series that I'm going to be doing where I'm just, I just want to talk to people about the fun aspect of this lifestyle. In other words, the, the, their exciting experiences, what their most memorable encounters were, you know, that nasty, raunchy, exciting kind of conversation where they're just letting you, you know, behind the door as far as what goes on in their bedrooms. And just to kind of give you an idea of what those episodes would be like, I actually did one with Goddess Venus, who many of you are familiar with by now. She was the first one that I did. And I'm going to play a little, a little clip of that for you just to give you an idea of, of what those particular episodes sound like. So go ahead and take a listen, and then I'll be right back with you. Now, obviously, from if anybody remembers back from your interview episode, You've been a slut for a long time, you know, like you're, you're not you're, you're not new to this. You've had your share of, of partners. So with that experience, what are the ones that stand out the most? Like what would you what are your memorable some of your memorable experiences that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, like I definitely my first cock boyfriend um what with the experience I had where I, I had him listen on the phone for the first time, that was intense. That was super hot. That was very, very, very sexy. And for that reason, that stands out in my mind a lot. I have had lots of other experiences before that when I was in the kind of like the swingers community where I was going and participating in like orgies and all sorts of sex parties and stuff like that where I had a lot of really crazy fun experiences. But my first cuck experience like that was my first cuck boyfriend where I shared that experience with him was so fucking hot. Why don't you tell us a little and bit more about that? Yeah, so when I when I went over to this guy's place, I got my cuck on the phone, and when I walked in, I just sort of, like, dropped to my knees. I had this guy's big dick in my face, and it was so big in my face, and a phone right next to my face. And I was just, like, telling my cuck, like, all about it, describing it. And then then I just went for it. And then I just was, like, sucking this guy's dick, licking his balls, all that sort of stuff with the, with the phone right next to me so he could hear what I was doing. Oh, it was so sexy. And then the guy just sort of, like, put me on the bed, face down, ass up. And I was just explaining to my cuck, like, what position I was in. And then... But then when he started fucking me, oh, my God, it was, it almost, like, took my breath away because his dick was so big, and he's fucking me from behind like that. And so I was trying to sort of concentrate on 
on talking to or listening to my cuck on the phone. He wasn't really saying much, but I was, you know, trying to involve him. But at the same time, I was getting lost in the whole moment of just completely getting fucked from behind with this guy who had this huge, huge dick. So <laughs> it was hard for me to concentrate on both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I mean, when I when I'm fucking a guy who has like a big dick, then I cannot be quiet. I just it's impossible for me to be quiet. I'm kind of loud, my moaning and stuff like that. And so that's what he was listening to, and it was such a turn on for him. Now, when you were doing this, when you were doing this, did you place any kind of restrictions on him as far as like not touching himself, or was he caged, or did you just did you just give him like free reign to to do whatever he wanted while he was listening to you? Yeah, he was allowed to jerk off. I let him jerk off when he was listening to me. And so I knew he was having as much fun as I was in that situation. And, yeah, it was really hot. He did definitely did not, I don't think, last the whole time. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty hot. It was pretty sexy. Um, but, yeah, super fun. Very memorable. Like, I, I felt, like, so turned on for days after that from that experience. Okay. Now that you listen to that, you have a better idea what I'm talking about. And I'm going to be interviewing more and more people that way. And those episodes are only going to be for my patrons. Like I said, that is my way of saying thank you. Here's something just for you. Here is my way of saying I appreciate you know, what you are giving to the show and what you are pos- putting me in a position to be able to do. So that is <clears throat> So that is what you know that special thing is for my patrons. Now a side note about those particular episodes. I don't have a name for that series yet. Um I had a name that I was considering which was between the sheets, but I found out that somebody already is using that name for their podcast and I don't want to just copy off of it. So what I'm asking um, anyone who listens to this, if you've listened to that segment and you have any kind of idea, feel free to submit it. You know, I, I, I want to get help from my listeners on this to come up with a creative name for what that particular segment will be called. Um, just to give you an idea, uh, Venus herself, she had the idea of ruined sheets, which I really like. Um, I think for anyone who's been in this lifestyle, if you've ruined a pair, a set of sheets before, you know that there was a lot of fun being had at that moment. So I think that ruined sheets would be, you know, a contender. But I, I, I want to hear what other people think as far as what their suggestions are before I, before I narrow anything down on that. So feel free to submit any ideas that you have. What I'll do is I'll probably put some type of poll on Twitter for a week or so, and then just kind of have people vote on it. And, you know, whatever, you know, whatever name gets the most votes, that's probably the one that I will, that I will go for as far as what that particular segment will be named. So that's pretty much it. That's why I say that this is the most important episode I've done because the way that people respond to this is going to determine 
how long this show is going to be around. You know, like it's it's in your hands now for the people who are listening to this. It's in your hands. This show can last just a, a few more episodes to where it just becomes so much that I can no longer balance the two. Or you can help me get to that place where, you know, where I can do this full time and I can continue doing it and it can get bigger and it can get better and I can do it for years and years and years to come because that is that is my own personal dream. This is my passion. This is what I want to do. And I'm just trying to find a way to be able to do that. And fortunately, there is a place like Patreon that exists so that people who want to create are able to create and yet still support themselves. And so everybody benefits. The fans get to continue having access to the material that they've grown to enjoy and the creators get to continue creating it. So it's a mutually beneficial type of arrangement. And, you know, I can't think of a better way to do this. You know, I would much rather do it this way where you're getting a very small amount from a lot of people who enjoy your show as opposed to getting a large you know, a large amount of support from just a small group of people. Like I prefer it the little, the little nickel and dime way, to be honest with you. Now, if you want to find my Patreon page, I will have a link uh, on my episode on my website, but I understand that some of you listen to the, you know, you listen to this from iTunes or, you know, on your favorite podcast app or what have you. So if you want to find my Patreon page, the address is www.patreon.com slash keys and anklets podcast. Again, www.patreon.com slash keys and anklets podcast. And Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Again, Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So I want to thank everybody for listening. And hopefully many of you listening will, you know, will become patrons. And this will be the start of, you know, of, of me doing this full time and making the show bigger, better, more informational funnier, like everything. Like there are, are a number of different ways that this show can grow and get better. And I, and I know that. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Michael C with the Keys and Anklets podcast. And I hope all of you have a blessed day. Thank you.